Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. thought I would jump on. Uh, it is election day here in the United States of America. And uh, just to give you guys a brief update uh, of what it's looking like right now, Texas, um, of course, Governor Abbott uh, won Texas, of course. We will keep Governor Abbott. Uh, DeSantis won Florida quite easily. Uh, we have other things oh, happening. So let's see what else we've got going. So I'm going to give you an overview really quick here. It is um, 9.51 p.m. Central Standard Time on the 8th of November. And right now there are 275 House seats left in play. There are 102 Republican seats that have won 258 Democrat seats. So... Well, now there's 59 Democrat seats. So this is live. Um, giving you guys updates live. And we come over to the Senate. There are 17 Senate uh, seats left in play. So far, uh, Republicans have claimed 41. And the Democrats are sitting at 42. So we still got a little bit left to go there. And so those are coming in uh, throughout the night. And so I'll keep you guys up to date while I'm here. Next poll closes in eight minutes, in eight minutes. And so i uh, kind of give you guys this an update. Uh, let's see. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Republican, Arkansas, she won. Uh, DeSantis won in Florida. Uh, Governor Phil Scott, Republican, won in Vermont. Governor Bill Lee, Republican, Tennessee, won. Kay Ivey, Republican, Alabama, won. Mara Healy, D, Democrat, Massachusetts, won. Wesley Moore, Democrat, Maryland, won. So there's more uh, Senate races coming in. Eric Schmidt, Republican, in Missouri, won. Senator Michael Bennett, Democrat, Colorado, won. And, uh, of course, that's going to cut off. They're going to bring us some more news here shortly. But what I'm going to do is bring you guys some news as it relates to Bible prophecy. So I'm going to jump on over here. You guys know I get a lot of my headlines from Olive Tree Views. OliveTreeViews.org. Go check out Jan Markell's website. So, um, and it does say that they, so they have some updates here. So they're having some difficulties as we are having some technical difficulties and will resume their headlines at their earliest opportunity uh, that was posted yesterday. I thought they were having a little bit of difficulties because I usually jump on and check out a lot of articles from there that I can, you know, but I have my go-to websites that I go to. And of course, Jan's, uh, her RSS feeds are usually on point. So I usually check hers out first, but notice there's been some, um, uh, some delays, I guess. Anyway, so let me get a drink of my coffee here, folks. Mmm. Alrighty then. Klaus Schwab's right-hand man calls for mass extinction event to usher in the Great Reset. Yeah, folks, it was in the WND. Of course, I think I did talk about this the other day. It was Yuval Noah Harari. They think that we should uh, just all be their human slaves. You know, uh, that's what they think, and that's what they're going for. I was reading in my Bible today. Of course, you know, like I said, I'm reading through Psalms and uh, the New Testament. Of course, I'm in Matthew um, as well. But I've been reading uh, the uh, the NLT version, the New Living uh, Translation. I like that translation. It's easy reading. I really do enjoy that one. And, uh, of course, I like the NCB as well. I like that one. I read that on here a lot. And uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, Bible allowed a few chapters at a time. I am using the NCV version. Anyway, um, I haven't been on there to update um, too many videos here lately. I've been a little busy, got stuff going on, but I'm going to grab 
uh, my Know the Word study Bible here. I'm going to pick it up real quick. Now, this is the New King James Version on Know the Word. But I wanted to read you guys uh, in Psalms. And I thought, how fitting that psalm was for today uh, that I read that. And so, if you hear Murphy in the background, she's throwing a fit because she wants her catnip. You know, she's addicted. So, anyway, um, it's, uh, it says a prayer in praise for deliverance from enemies. It's a, a meditation of David, which he's saying to the Lord concerning the words of Cush uh, Benjamin. So this is Psalm 7. Him reading it out of the New King James Version. Let me take my glasses up here. Okay, so, O Lord my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me, lest they tear me like a lion, rending me in pieces while there is none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is iniquity in my hands, if I have repaid evil to him who was at peace with me, or have plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me. Yes, let him trample my life to the earth, and lay my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in your anger, lift yourself up because of the rage of my enemies. Rise up for me to the judgment you have commanded. So the congregation of the peoples shall surround you. For their sakes, therefore, return on high. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity within me. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a, is a just judge, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he does not turn back, he will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He also prepares for himself instruments of death. He makes his arrows into fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch which he made. Couldn't we pray for that to happen today? That the wicked would fall into the pit that they dug for, for other folks anyway chapter six or i'm sorry verse 16 continues his trouble shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown i will praise the lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the lord most high yes so our prayer today is that the lord god would fight for us exodus 14 14 we in the united states are praying for a victory in the republican party um you know right now because they do stand for god and no rhinos we want we want actual republicans in the house in the senate and governors um, across this land we would love to see the red wave uh, come crashing down on those demon crats. I mean, demon rats. I mean, I'm sorry, Democrats. Whew, boy, it was it's hard to get out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anywho, folks. Um, mm, so we could pray for that to happen tonight. Okay, folks. So I got an article for you guys that I want to talk about. This is from Harbinger's Daily. It was written by Jonathan Brittner. I like Jonathan. I read a lot of his articles um, on my podcast. And so this will be no different. This was posted today, November the 8th. 
and it was posted in harbingersdaily.com. Now, this is a sharp contrast. These are the two types of churches found in our world today. And as I read this article, what comes to my mind um, was the book of Revelation, where Jesus Christ is talking to the churches. And um, I don't know about you guys, but the United States, you know, the let's go plant some churches and it's all about you and it's what you want and it's all about what you want and what makes you feel good, blah, 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 itching ears and you know, this is the apostasy of the church. What it tells me is the Laodicean church, but I mean, that's just what I think, you know, not saying thus says the Lord or anything. <laughs> so anyway, let's jump into it. So it's a church filled with joyous expectation of Jesus' soon appearing to take his saints home to glory. And it's a church concentrates its effort upon appealing to the lost and increasing attendance on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. In short, it's a tale of two types of churches that one finds in our world today. Revelation chapter 3 verse 7 through 22 describes churches in the towns of Philadelphia and Laodicea. In Jesus' letters to them, we discover aspects of each that help us understand the dichotomy between those that resemble each in today's world. On any given Sunday, a casual observer might not notice any difference between these two churches or these two types. Um, the worship and preaching will sound identical at first. Over time, however, discrepancies become apparent. What then sets apart churches more closely aligned with the ancient body of believers in Philadelphia from the Laodicean leaning ones? So he goes on to say, the focus. So, the first distinguishing aspect between the two is the differing focus. One tends to be more inward while the other exhibits one that's outward more than upon themselves. In Revelation 3.17, we read Jesus' words regarding the church at Laodicea. Revelation 3.17 in the KJV says, Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Goes on to say, among the other things that we notice from this verse, we recognize that the focus of this church is upon itself. Therefore, economic prosperity had blinded the leaders to their spirituality poverty. They were proud of their affluence and assumed that numbers imply God's blessing and approval. The tone of seeker-friendly churches tends to be self-serving. They frequently emphasize what they are doing. Like the one in ancient Laodicea, they often showcase their achievements jesus when describing the church at philadelphia says this in three chapter three verse eight a i know thy works behold i have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it churches that mirror the one in philadelphia pursue open doors even when such opportunities take the limelight away from themselves in jesus's message to this body of believers we see both an outward and upward focus the words of scripture now while both types of churches typically display a high regard for the integrity and inerrancy of scripture in their statements of faith that one finds on their website there's a critical difference in how they treat all the words of scripture notice the emphasis on the words in jesus's opening comments to the church at laodicea and unto the angel of the church of laodiceans write these things saith the amen the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of god and that's uh, revelation 3 chapter 3 verse 14 
He says it's been his experience that many Laodicean leaning churches cherish the words of the Bible until it comes to the matter of future things. Many of them adhere to the replacement theology, which relies on the spiritualization of the words found in biblical prophecies regarding the future of Israel. They overlook what the words of Scripture actually reveal. They tell of God's glorious restoration of a kingdom for the descendants of Jacob during Jesus' thousand-year reign on earth, during which time he will sit on the throne of David. That is Luke chapter 1 verse 30 and uh, 30 through 33. In other places, the pastors of such churches remain quiet about the blessed hope of the gospel, even though they believe in a pre-tribulation rapture in God's future restoration of Israel. Notice the sharp contrast that we see in Jesus' commendations of the Philadelphia church. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name, as Revelation 3a verse B, 38 verse B. Okay. Um, because you have kept my word about patient endurance. That's Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. And that's the first part of verse 10. So it's 8. Anyway, the word for kept in the above verses can carry with it the sense of guarding something so as to keep it in the state that one finds it. Leaders in these churches retain the words of the Bible in the state that they find them. Words that signify Jesus's imminent appearing to catch us up to meet him in the air and his thousand-year reign during what we refer to as the millennium. But, he goes on to say, It's to this church that Jesus says, I am coming soon or quickly, as the word suggests in Greek, Revelation 3, um, 11. This promise of the rapture brings us much needed reassurance in these perilous times. It's in the words of scripture that we find hope amid the perils of our day. It's the glorious hope that's embedded in the gospel. And he goes on to say, the place of Jesus. So Jesus stands on the outside of the Laodicean church, knocking on his door. And that's verse uh, chapter 3, verse 20 of Revelation. Many seeker-friendly churches today worship Jesus with music and praise, but he remains on the outside in many ways. Attendance numbers trump feeding the flock uh, with the meat of God's word so that believers grow spiritually and learn how to, quote, distinguish good from evil, which is Hebrews 5.14. When planning for the future, its leaders often fail to heed the wisdom found in James 4.13-17. through 17. Jesus' message to the Philadelphian church reveals a much different story regarding the place of the Savior. He offers no criticism of this church, but instead provides loving encouragement. It's a message of praise for believers who clearly love him. He's the reason for their endurance as they patiently wait for Jesus' appearing amid scoffing in distressful circumstances. Goes on to say, notice the promise Jesus makes to this ancient body of saints and by inference to us as well. And that's uh, Revelation chapter 3, 10 through 11. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the whole world. Which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. He goes, Isn't it interesting that Jesus' promise in the above verse implies to living saints? There's no need to assure the dead in Christ that they will miss the hour of trial that everyone living in the world in the last days will experience. Jesus' glory promise. 
uh, Jesus's glorious promise applies to all born again believers. All those in Christ will be caught up in the air to meet the Savior exactly as Paul described in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. After that day, the day of the Lord uh, wrath will descend upon the earth dwellers that Jesus refers to in the above verse. And you can also check that out at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. This is eyesight. Perhaps the greatest need for current leaders of Laodicean leading churches today is salve to anoint their eyes. Revelation 3.18. Um, yeah, Revelation 3.18. Pastor and Bible commentator John MacArthur wrote this regarding the need for sight on the part of the ancient Laodicean church. He goes, quote, Though they prided themselves on their allegedly superior spiritual knowledge, the Laodiceans were in fact spiritually stone blind. Blindness represents a lack of understanding and knowledge of spiritual truth. He goes, and then uh, uh, Jonathan continues, his words not only ring true regarding this late first century AD church, but speak to today's lack of insight in the prophetic text of the Bible. So many pastors today fail to recognize the signs of the times which reveal that that we live in the last moments before the rapture and the start of the seven-year tribulation. We live in a world today uh, filled with continuing threats of nuclear World War III, warnings of catastrophic food shortages for 2023, and dire forecasts to continued soaring inflation uh, for the basic necessities of life, which caused many to wonder how they will be able to both heat their homes and put food on the table for their families at the same time this winter. This is not a time to shy away from proclaiming what the Bible says about our glorious hope that starts with Jesus' return for us, his beloved bride. It's the true state of our world that scares people, or at least it should. Biblical prophecy, on the other hand, both comforts us and prepares us for what lies ahead. The Bible said that the world would look exactly as it does today in the days leading up to the tribulation period. By faith, we see his hand at work even during this time of lawlessness. We glorify God as we recognize that he remains sovereignly in control of history and of, and of the nations. And most encouraging, he controls our futures as well. As we witness a multitude of signs telling us the world is right on the edge of seeing the fulfillment of all that John wrote about in Revelation 6 through 19, we magnify the greatness of the name of Jesus. The book of Revelation glorifies Christ from beginning to end. You go see his post about don't mess with the book of Revelation. He goes, my heart often breaks for believers who sit in churches never hearing about the glorious news regarding our future. And I, I got to throw that in there, too. Um, there's so many, so many Christians that I talk to on a daily basis, and um, some of them are not pre-tribbers. They're post-trib, mid-trib, whatever, post-millennial. You know, there's all kinds of names, right? Mm. But what really upsets me is they don't have the hope that I have. You know, they know that when they die, they're going to go to heaven. But they don't have the hope that Jesus Christ is coming to take us out of here. They don't, they don't have that hope. That's the blessed hope that the Apostle Paul told us about. And it's sad. And, uh, you know, I was like, then cover one another with these words, you know. And, and how are you supposed to, okay, there's going to be tribulation, hellfire, brimstone. I mean, it's going to be hell on earth, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be locusts and uh, yeah, all this stuff. But comfort one another with these words. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit into Bible prophecy if you take out the pre-tribulation rapture. It just does not fit. And so, anyway, I've done numerous um podcasts on it i have a book on it um you know all kinds of good stuff and uh billy crone is really good at these my favorite pastor that preaches on 
pre-tribulation a while there has to be right is jack jack hibbs from calvary chapel chino hill he is my absolute go-to pastor to listen to him preach on the pre-tribulational rapture man if you get a go check out his website youtube whatever you can uh and listen to him preach on it because i'm telling you what he puts it in just perfect terms and he's so much fun to listen to but anyway the article does continue, but they faithfully preach the gospel. Many will protest my criticism of seeker-friendly churches by citing that its leaders often proclaim a pure gospel in spite of teaching errant views or remaining silent regarding future things. He goes, and he agrees. He says, he goes, I agree that it's wonderful that many seeker-friendly pastors proclaim the true saving message of the cross and people are coming to the Lord through their preaching. He says, however, as I have written in the past, those that divorce our, quote, blessed hope from their proclamation of the gospel err in two ways. He goes, in at least two ways. Number one, they must ignore or gloss over many biblical texts that speak to our glorious hope in Jesus' appearing. And number two, they fail to prepare the saints under their care for what might lie ahead before Jesus comes for us and God's wrath descends upon the world. He goes on to say, this is the tale of two churches. He says, though most do not check all the boxes of the Laodicean church that Jesus describes in Revelation 3, the seeker-friendly church of our day exhibits many of its characteristics. He goes, by, he says, my primary criticism is that more often than not, they fail to emphasize the glorious, amazing, and over-the-top joyous message of Jesus' appearing to take us up to glory. Those that follow the lead of the Philadelphian church in today's world hold tightly to Jesus' words regarding his return for us and persevere in their watchfulness of his soon appearing. Folks, I completely agree. I completely agree. And there are there are two churches going on right now. The, the church, the remnant church, and the Laodicean church, the seeker-friendly ep- apostate apostate church is what i call it for the most part not all seeker friendly churches are like that but the majority of them are when you get into it and you get down into it there's no meat they tell you what you want to hear to get you coming back to get your money they do the big coffee shop and they got the big rock concert and they got all of this stuff and they they put it all into their praise and worship but if you notice who are they really worshiping who are they really? Have you listened to the words, the music that they play? Hell song. I'm sorry. Hill song. Beth, all that absolute garbage. Folks, you've really, really got to pay attention to me. They're not worshiping God. They're worshiping themselves. But anyway, I digress. I wrote a book. I did write a book. It's called The Remnant Believers. I've been telling you guys it's the Remnant Church, but it's, not, it's the Remnant Believers. And so that's the version that is on Kindle. And uh, the paperback is Last Day's Remnant Believers. Guys, I packed that book full. Let me tell you, um, that's probably one of the best books that I've wrote. Besides After the Rapture, What Comes Next? That's, that's you know. But anyway, go. I, I talk about everything I talk about. Before Israel, after Israel, world population, the culture today. I call out false prophets. All that good stuff is in that book. But anyway... So that's one thing I want to talk to you guys about um, today. I know this isn't a big headline, um, a big headline um, podcast today, but it is about the two churches that we live in. The United- now I don't know about the world, but the United States is like that terribly bad. 
um, you know, it's all about the health, wealth, the prosperity gospel, and God just wants you happy, 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 and he wants you in this million-dollar jet, and he wants you to give me all your money. You just see a sow a seed into this ministry, and God's going to bless you. Let me tell you something. You sow a seed into your own ministry. Folks, these people are snake oil salesmen. They are sheeps. They're, I'm sorry, they're wolves in sheep clothing. They are the ones in the old King James Version. They will make merchandise of you. That's what he says. That's what the King James language says when, they, when he talks about that, when Jesus told us about that. So, folks, be very careful. Be very, very careful who you listen to, who you read. Because, you know, like I always say, if you do not know the word of God, you're not going to know that these men are lying to you to get your money. They are lying to you. And uh, if you don't know the word of God, you won't know that they are. So my mamma was adamant about that. Adamant. I remember studying the Bible. I can't even remember how young I was. I remember the very first one I memorized was Psalm 23 in the old King James Version language. Yep. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's right. You get the yay in there. Um, Guys, you know, I do this podcast because I love the Lord. I love the Lord Jesus with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. He is my everything, and I want the world to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I want all of you guys to have a personal relationship with him. Um, you know, I talk to him all the time. You got to have that personal relationship um, with the Lord Jesus Christ, because I do not want to hear when I get to heaven, depart from me for you who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. Oh, but Lord, we called, we did all these things in your name, Jesus. We did all depart from me, he says. I don't want you guys to hear that either. I don't want anybody to hear that. Well, I do Hitler and some other folks, but you know, that's why I'm not God because I think they should burn in eternal hell. Um, and they probably will. I hope so. But, you know, God loves everybody. He loves you all. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants everybody to turn from their wickedness and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And uh, so that's what I do. I come on here, read you some headlines, point you back to the Bible. And that, that's what, to me, Bible prophecy is so important because it's the truth. And not only is it the truth, it proves that God, that Yahweh is sovereign and everything he told us would happen is going to happen. It is happening and it will happen just like he said it will happen. And, uh, you know, time is very short. If you read your Bible, if you listen to the words that Jesus Christ told us in Matthew 24, if you read this and you read the book of Revelation and Daniel and Ezekiel and you read all these books, you're going to know that we are living in the very last of the very last days of this world, folks. I don't want any of you guys to be caught off guard because Jesus said that in those times when he comes to return for his church, that there will be those who will be left behind and there will be millions of people left behind but we, as Christians, are not to be caught off guard. It says he'll come like a thief in the night to those who aren't looking for him. But he said to us, he goes, but you, you will not be caught off guard. We won't because we 
are the remnant church and we are looking for our great God, Jesus Christ, his great glorious appearing. That's who we're looking for. That's our blessed hope. As the apostle Paul said, we will not be caught off guard because we will be watching and waiting. It's like the virgins, you know, they took the lambs, right? And they took their oils and there was 10 of them that went and the ones they brought extra oil for their lamps and the other ones they did not. And so it was really late. And so they went, laid down and everything. And then boom, the bridesman came or the groom came like, oh, 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 oh my gosh, you know. And so the ones that had the extra oil, they lit their lamps. And the others, give us some of your oil. Give us some. No, no, you go to town and go buy some oil and then come back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we don't want to be those people. We want to be ready and waiting. And if you watch the movie Before the Wrath, you're going to understand that parable of Oh, a lot better because the Galilean wedding, I love that was a little quite a little bit different than your regular Jewish wedding. And if you remember, Jesus' disciples were all Galilean. Um, anyway, check out Before the Wrath. You can get it on Amazon. You can, I think you could probably watch it on YouTube. Heck, I don't know. Anyway, it's fantastic. You guys, please go watch that. Especially if you have questions about the pre-tribulational rapture um, or anything like that. Watch the movie Before the Wrath and you're going to be like, whoa. It's awesome. It'll give you such hope. Put a smile on your face that not even the worst day could wipe off your face. Let me tell you something. Um, guys, our joys is not in our circumstances. Our joy, trust me, is not. Because we look at this world and it is going to hell in a handbasket, as I like to say. And, uh, you know, it's evil. Very evil. I could, people, just today there's a kidnapping in my little small town. Um, thank God our APD um chased the guy down somebody reported me chased and caught him uh the dude's look on his face is like he is absolutely evil 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 he had a machete he had all kinds of stuff in his vehicle thank god they rescued the woman um so be on alert you know even the bible tells me alert because the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour so guys be on alert be on alert. get in the word of god that is our that is our that's 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 our defense. That's, you know, that's what we have. That's all we need is Jesus Christ. Read Ephesians 6.10. You know what? Let's read Ephesians 6.10 right now. You know, why wait? Why? Why, right? Let's do it while we can. So I'm going to pull. I have a Bible uh, by Olive Tree. I use that on my on my webs, on my um, computer. I think it's free. You can buy different different um, books and stuff. I've got some books that I bought on there too. Um, but for the most part, you can download it for free. So I'm going to move down here to Ephesians. We're going to do, 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 do. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. So let's read this. So this is the whole armor of God. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having gird your waist with the truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of 
God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change, that in I that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's the Apostle Paul. That is Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through uh, verse 20. So you always wonder, well, I always at the end when I pray and ask that God to give us all boldness, you know, to preach his word and tell people the truth. That's one part where I get it from. Um, anyway, guys, I'm going to stop rambling for a while. Let's check on, um, let's go to Fox News here and then we'll check on what we're looking at now. So. Senate seats and all that good time. What we got going on. So right now, uh, there are 380, whoop, is calculating. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> there are 171 House seats still left in play. Right now, Republicans are at 161 and Democrats are at 103. And it's looking like a red wave across the United States of America. Right now, we have 10 Senate uh, 10 Senate seats left in play. Republicans have 45 and Democrats have 45. So that's pretty darn burning close right there. Would you guys say? I do know there's a couple, several governors um, have one that are Republican. Let me see if I can pull that. Let me pull up governors right here. I'm going to click on that and see what we got. So, okay. Wyoming, Republican. South Dakota, Republican. Nebraska, Iowa, both uh, Republican. Ohio is a Republican. New Hampshire is Republican. Uh, Vermont uh, was Republican. So, one again. So, Idaho is Republican. Of course, Texas. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida all coming in uh, with Republican governors today. We can give you the Democrats, which is California, of course. Dad, burn it. I was really hoping California would um, would kick Newsom to the curb. I just can't. Well, it's still early in California, so their polls have not closed yet. And right now there's only 26% reporting. And we're looking at Newsom at 62% and Dahl at 37%. Pray, folks, if you're praying, folks, pray right now that Newsom, that evil, wicked, wretched man, will be defeated in California. Please, Lord Jesus, fight for us. So, Colorado, a Democrat has won Colorado. Looks like uh, Polis. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, looks like has won. Waltz has won. There, uh, Illinois is lost. It's a Democrat one. Democrat uh, Michigan. Whit Whitmire won. Michigan. You know she can have it. She can have it. That woman is an insane bat. Beep crazy woman. If they reelected her, then there you go. New York, of course, went to. Looks like Hoshel. Uh, Pennsylvania went to Shapiro, and Maryland went to Moore, and uh, looks like Connecticut. Went to Lamont and Massachusetts. Went to Healy. So they're all your uh, Democrat folks right there. So there's still a few more um, coming in. We still got Washington has not. Looks like uh, Jay Hensley, Nevada. Those None of those have come in. Montana looks like, of course, is going to. Um, is not up for election anyway until 2024. So, folks, it's looking good. It is looking good. And, uh, let's see what we got. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, North Carolina, Democrat, Virginia, went to Glenn Youngkin, 
West Virginia, Jim Justice. So yeah, we'll we'll see what's coming on a little later. Um, yeah, guys, it's uh, you know we're we're all kind of on pins and needles here in the United States because we don't really know um, if it's going to be a fair you know election or not. Because remember, we're just going to keep counting, like you know, we're just going to keep counting until we win. <laughs> yeah. Mm. we all know how that goes but anyway yeah so another thing i want to talk to you guys about um so there's a lot of talk um going i don't know if you guys have checked out natural news or not it's naturalnews.com a lot of stuff on there folks i think a lot of really good articles dr brian artist engineered covid virus contains dozen of synthetic animal venoms folks mm. There's going to be, um, I, I've told this, mentioned it several times. You go to Stu Peters on Rumble. You'll be able to check it out. It's called Died Suddenly. Please watch that trailer. Um, watch it at your own discretion. Um, I will tell you, it is quite disturbing. It's just the trailer. The other one, I think it comes out in November the 21st. But um, it's it's uh, it's quite disturbing. Folks, I want to tell you guys, uh, where I work uh, during the day, you know, I, I do a little part-time work now. And um, there is a huge need for mental health awareness, mental health awareness um, along some companies. You know, I'm going to mention any names, but, you know, there's some busing companies that could really use some mental health awareness people in their uh, higher up, I guess, maybe. Um, you know it's very sad what I see on a daily basis and I'm sure you probably guys can see a lot of sad things too but um mental health uh, a lot of these folks um you know are not in their right minds some of them have dementia some of them have um you know bipolar um or who knows what else might be going there some of them have had strokes and these kind of things and um I could tell you how cruel this world is um, corporations don't give a rat's butt about these people and they have all these policies that they like they don't care and and it's a very cruel and hateful world out there and it breaks my heart just being in prayer for people um you know just be in prayer and if you can help somebody please help them i mean even if it's just to lend an ear to listen to them you know to maybe point them in the direction where they might be able to get some help just remember that not all of the people you see that are that that are not in their right mind are, are, you know, it could be you or me there. You know, one day you don't know. You don't know what can happen. We none of us know what can happen to us. You know, God knows, but we don't know what God's plan is. We just you know put our faith in Christ and live our life, do the best we can, and uh, you never know if you may end up with dementia or something like that, and you don't have um, anybody that takes care of you to help you get help. And so just remember that if you're, you know, out shopping or whatever, and you see somebody that, you know, just seems lost, you know, maybe go and help them. Anyway, I had a pretty hard day today. I saw some pretty mean things and um, my job doesn't require, my job requires me to enforce policies and procedures and that kind of thing. And sometimes it's just really hard on me. Um, anyway, maybe I'm just not cut out for that, you know, um, anyway but i know there's a big need for mental health awareness and so anyway um we're moving right along here <laughs> oh goodness so um 
Let's see. I'm not sure if I think I talked about that. So I did want. So there's this one that I go to. It's called Rapture Ready. Um, RaptureReady.com. Uh, what I like about RaptureReady.com is it gives you like all these headlines, and there's a bunch of them, right? And so we're going to start on today, November the 8th. The political left's reaction to free speech on Twitter confirms their authoritarian intent. Yeah, these folks have gone boo-boo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy, right? (laughs) So more than a dozen states have activated the National Guard to secure midterm elections. You all know a Harari, Klaus Schwab, lead advisor, and Klaus Schwab himself. Humans are now hackable animals. Free will is over. That's what they say. Yes, folks. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari is an Israeli-born World Economic Forum member and a lead advisor for Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is the author of COVID-19, The Great Reset, and The Great Narrative. Schwab is founder of the World Economic Forum, which has a 666 logo. I'm sure you guys have noticed that. Yuval Noah Harari is an openly gay, best-selling author who abstains from eating meat, who is celebrated by Barack Obama, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates. I'm sure that tells you everything you need to know. Foreign companies taking U.S. water from drought-stricken Southwest. Groundwater in the Southwest is being used to grow feed for livestock on the other side of the world. Even as U.S. residents in the region struggle through a historic drought, in one Arizona town, residential wells are running dry as a huge farm owned by a Saudi company pumps water to its alfalfa crops. But those crops will only be shipped to feed cows in the Middle East where water is so growing scarce yes folks and while we send billions of dollars um over there uh to ukraine us the united states are can't afford to feed our families we can't afford to pay electricity bills people are losing their jobs uh but let's send billions of dollars to ukraine and let's keep poking the bear so that we can have nuclear war makes sense to me right doesn't it to you not no no it doesn't but in their upside down inside out world it does make perfectly good sense yeah Anyway, Hurricane Watch issued for much of Florida's east coast, including Palm Beach County. A Hurricane Watch has been issued for the east coast of Florida from Volusia, Brevard County line through Hollandale Beach, including Palm Beach County. A storm surge watch has also been issued for areas from southern Georgia through Hallandale Beach. Storm surge for Palm Beach County is forecast to reach 2 to 4 feet, with heights increasing to 3 to 5 feet in the Space Coast. North Korea missile tests were practiced to attack south, says U.S. So North Korea... Korea's military said Monday its recent barrage of missile tests were practices to mercilessly strike key South Korea and U.S. targets such as air bases and operation command systems with a variety of missiles that likely included nuclear capable weapons. But you know, you know, Biden's hiding in his basement somewhere, tripping down, falling, shaking hands that aren't there and talking to people who aren't there. Yes, folks, I feel completely safe in the United States. Don't you? Don't y'all around the world feel completely safe that we have Biden in the White House? Lord God, help us. Uh, Around the world, please pray for the United States. Please pray that a red wave tsunami will drown all those demon rats. I'm I'm sorry, the Democrats. Not drown them literally, but drown them out of office. Okay, before I get more email. (laughs) 
Twitter owner Musk backs Republicans on eve of U.S. midterms. Elon Musk, Twitter's new owner, urged Americans to elect a Republican Congress in U.S. midterms on Tuesday to counterbalance President Joe Biden's Democrats. The first time a major social media CEO explicitly took a side. Shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic, Musk said in a tweet. Twit in a tweet on Monday to his more than 110 million followers. Folks, I don't know if you noticed, oh, Elon Musk's Halloween costume or whatever the hell that thing he was wearing, but it had an upside down cross and a Baphomet in it. So if you don't think he's a Satanist, just keep thinking. So the YWN editorial, Governor Hochul's attitude toward Orthodox Jews is untenable. She must be defeated. However, she was not. But since its exception, the YWN has never called for the ouster of an elected official, Republican or Democrat. That changes today as our firm belief that Governor Kathy Hochul's stance toward the Orthodox Jewish community in New York are such that she must be replaced. Our position comes not only from her failing to publicly stand up for the rights of yeshivas, but, also, but especially because of what we have seen from the governor in private. Yeah, didn't happen, folks. Uh, Bible's real, uh, reliability further affirmed as King Hezekiah inscription deciphered. Folks, you got to love history. You just got to love it. You got to love the Bible. And then you got to love architecture, too. Because you know what? In archaeology, they find all this wonderful stuff to prove the Bible. Like the Bible needs any proof. But it just pulls up more evidence. So the partial inscription engraved in ancient Hebrew letters was originally reported in 2008, but was not deciphered until recently. The letters on the inscription are only fragments of words, with the rest of the letters having been broken off. When found, the artifact was near an ancient man-made pool together with pottery shards dating to the 8th century B.C. However, at the time, the Israeli Antiquities Authority did not make a conclusive connection between the inscription, King Hezekiah, and the pool. They sure have now. So the Kremlin-linked oligarch and on U.S. elections, we interfere and we will interfere. <laughs> we interfere and we will interfere, says oligarch uh, Yevgenshi Brzezhan, who has long-standing links to the Kremlin and is referred to as Vladimir Putin's chef, or chef, said in a Telegram post on Monday that Russia has been manipulating U.S. federal elections in response to a reporter's question. We interfere, we interfere, and we will interfere. Prejean said, carefully, precisely, surgically, and in our own way, as we know how, during our pinpoint operations, we will remove both kidneys and the liver at once, it says. Ooh, that's pretty strong talk. Israeli allies caucus co-chairs urged country to say no to anti-Israel movement at the UN. Watch Iranian protesters tell down the statue of Kisham Shalamini. That was fun. You got to watch that kind of stuff, too. But anyway, the three co-chairmen of the Congressional Israeli Allies Caucus have written to the prime ministers of 27 countries, urging them to vote against the most harmful anti-Israel resolutions, which will come before the U.N. General Assembly later this year. Folks, mm, the U.N. is anti-Semitic. I'm telling you, they do not like Israel. They do not like Israel. Of course not, because they're satanic. They don't like Israel. Of course they don't. Mm. A very bright fireball over Portugal and Spain. A very bright fireball was observed over Portugal and Spain at 2242 UTC on November the 2nd, 
2022 was my brother's birthday. Anyway, uh, this bright meteor re- was recorded in the framework of the SMART project operated by the Southwestern Europe Meteor Network or SWIM from the meteorological or the meteor observing stations located in Hilava, Lajita, and some other places I'm not going to be able to try to pronounce in Sevilla and El El Hafar. Yeah, that just came out. I just murdered that. You know me. I'm just a girl from Texas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's the death tsunami. Now, folks, this is one thing we're going to want to talk about tonight. Okay. They found a way to slow kill people with this. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Folks, you remember her? You remember her, right? 21.8 million excess deaths. That's the world estimate as of October the 24th of 2022, dating back from January 1st of 2020. That number was sub 5 million before the vaccine rollout. And although confirmed COVID deaths have flattened out, cumulative excess mortality continues to rise. And that estimate of 21.8 million excess deaths could very well be as high as 28 million, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You want to hear something else? We have a BP Strickland joins Catholics in protesting satanic unbaptism at Texas Pagan Festival. Catholics. Local Catholics led by Bishop Joseph Strickland were among other Christians who came out to protest and pray in opposition to a Texas Pagan Pride Festival last weekend during which self professed satan- satanists performed unbaptism ceremonies mm-hmm. folks did you ever think you'd hear such a thing i never thought i'd hear such a thing dutch conservative party demands that flemish government cancel its world economic forum membership the dutch conservative party vlaams bling is demanding that flemish government cancel its world economic forum membership this year the flemish government will pay your almost 200,000 uh, euro in membership fees to the WEF and approximately 27,000 euros as a participation fee in their annual meeting in Davos. <laughs> Boy, that's a costly membership, you guys. Ooh. I'm telling you. Criminals first, safety last. LA to close jail, dump prisoners on street. <laughs> Just, lawlessness will prevail. Hmm. Mm. You remember the Bible talked about lawlessness in the end days. Well, here it is. Criminals first, safety's last. That should be the name of Los Angeles County's program to close the men's central jail. Rather than the rainbows and cotton candy official name, care first, jail's last. Yeah, folks. It's all about how you word stuff, you know. (sighs) Yes, folks. Finish MP criminally charged after quoting Bible in opposition to the LGBT event. Yes, folks, Finland may be viewed as the happiest place to live, but not if you value free speech. A major free speech case is brewing in the country after a member of parliament and former interior minister Paiv Rasanen was criminally charged after tweeting a quotation from the Bible in opposition to her church's sponsorship of an LGBT pride event. Rasanen, 61, is reportedly facing up to two years in prison for exercising her rights of free speech and freedom of religion folks (laughs) did you ever think you'd see such a day did you ever think you see that you could be thrown in prison for a tweet a tweet a tweet 
from the Bible, expressing the truth. Well, we're living in that day. God bless her for standing up. God bless her. She'll be blessed. The good God will take care of her. The good Lord will take care of her. And uh, hopefully there'll be more like her who will stand up and not stand down um, for this. You know what I mean? This is, this is, it's war, folks. Ephesians 6.10, put your armor on. Anyway, Saudi Arabia reiterates commitment to China regardless of U.S. concerns. Apparently, confirming the view of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman that the U.S. is now regarded as just another one of its partners in a new global order that would see Beijing and its allies share the leadership position with Washington. Saudi Arabia last week reiterated its commitment to China as its, quote, most reliable partner and supplier of crude oil, unquote along with barter assurances of its ongoing support in several other areas. Ministers war game emergency plans to cope with week-long blackouts. Ministers have war-gamed emergency plans to cope with long, week-long blackouts. This winter, it has emerged. Government documents marked official sensitive warn that food and water supplies transmit, transport and communications could all be severely disrupted for up to seven days. In a reasonable worst case scenario, in the event of a national power outage. Oh, yes. And then the fury as CDC quietly removes the word women from flu vaccine advice for pregnant people. The term women and woman have been quietly scrubbed from Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidance on flu vaccines during pregnancy. Mmm. Yeah, this is just absolutely wicked, wickedness. One thing I did notice, I think it came across Newsweek, I was reading this article, and uh, yeah, so it talks about a game. This is a video game that they've come up with, and these people can play live, and uh, I'm telling you guys, and so it is so immersive in this meta, whatever, you're so immersed in this game, you wear all this stuff, right? But... Here it gets a little, um, what was Glenn Beck's book that he wrote, Agenda 21 or something like that? If you hadn't watched that or read that book, that was insane. Was it Agenda 2020? That has been a while back. Anyway, so not only if you, if you lose in the video game, you literally lose your life. It'll send neuro, um, like, shocks, like whatever, through your brain and kill you. So not only if you die during the video game, you die die in real life too folks this is wickedness who what do you and they've invented it i mean it's there like we're you know we're well you can see where we'll have some problems getting funded and get who what who in the hell wants to play a game that you're literally gonna die if you die that's like some stephen king book come to life man i, just, I can't even i can't i just folks <laughs> Sometimes I just can't believe the things that I read, but they're true. I mean, they're straight up. These people are nut jobs. Anyway, oh, ministers war game emergency plan to cope with the week long blackouts. This is what they're talking about. So this is Whitehall documents warn food and water supply, transport and communications can be disrupted for seven days in a national power outage amid fears of a winter energy shortage. Ministers have war game this, right? So this was Jack Wright. Uh, he wrote this um, November the 1st and it was updated just uh, yesterday or the 2nd. 
So this is for mail online. You go to dailymail.co.uk. So ministers have this war game, quote unquote, emergency plans to cope with these blackouts, right? So government's documents marked official sensitive warn that food and water supplies, transport and communications could all be severely disrupted for up to seven days in a quote, reasonable worst case scenario. In the event of a national power outage, Whitehall uh, officials are stress testing program Yarrow, the secret plan to cope with blackouts, which includes prioritizing getting food, water and shelter to the young and elderly, as well as those with caring responsibilities. Amid an emergency or amid an energy crisis sparked by the war in Ukraine. The cross-government plan was first drawn up last year before Vladimir Putin launched his barbaric invasion of Russia's European neighbor. In a bid to improve planning and resilience in the event of a major fault on the national grid, The Guardian reported. So they've got all this planned with Nord Stream energy pipelines, hostile foreign power on underwater power cables in Moscow and areas blaming all these people. Well, they've had this plan in place, right? This is what they're doing. So the plan envisage that 60% of electricity demand will be met between day two and day seven when households and businesses will be given intermittent access to ration supply. Households and businesses will be given 24 hours notice of a planned outage and the plan can be published up to a week ahead on a rolling basis. They have a little plan going on there. So they've got it all worked out. So the three-month likelihood of impact is talking about temperatures, 25% chance the season will be cold. And they have all, they've got it all, this stuff, precipitation, wind speed. Boy, they've got it all worked out, you guys. they got it all worked out. But you do know they are manipulating our weather. Manipulating, did they come out right? They are, they are manipulating our weather. Uh, you can go to geowatchengineering.org and you can check it out for yourself. Please watch the dimming. You're going to be like, what, what? Folks have been doing it for a while. Do you really think when you look up in the sky and they have those chemical trails or chemtrails as we all like to call them, do you think those are a national phenomenon? Do you just think that's just natural? Natural. When I was a kid, they didn't last that long. And they sure didn't spread out. And I'd have like metallic crap on my car. And folks, they're doing it to manipulate our weather. How do you think they can predict all this stuff? How do you think they were? Where is our water going Think about it. Where's our water going? Like one day we had water, the next day there's a water crosses, the Mississippi River's drying up. Like, how is all this happening? They're doing it. They are doing it, folks. Oh. Hate to be the very bad news, but uh, the Bible said these days were going to happen. <laughs> What's that song? My mama said these days were going to happen. Well, the Bible said it, folks. And you better get your nose in your Bible so that you'll know what's coming. What else? think that's all i got for you guys tonight let's go back i'm going to check the uh let me check the midterms really quick one more time so that way won't leave you guys too far off till in the morning we are definitely praying um definitely praying man we need some help so the house election results right now republicans are at 170 the democrats are at 118 that's where we set up the house elections right now we're going to go to midterm homes and see what they've got figured out so far for us today right now so let's check it out let's do this little calculations it's doing the live updating so there's eight senate seats left in play and folks it is a tight tight race democrats are 46 and republicans are 46 so we only got eight seats left, you guys. Whoo, 
Lord Jesus, help us, help us, Jesus, help us. There are 147 House seats left in play right now. Republicans have 170. Democrats are at 118. If you look at that map, it is beyond red. It looks so pretty. Pretty, pretty and red, let me tell you. Of course, we're still looking at the Senate seats. That's, that is awfully close, you guys. Super duper, duper close. So, anyway, guys. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. And uh, just remember that God is the one who puts kings in places. And he takes rulers down. He puts rulers up. He takes nations down. He brings nations up. So whatever happens, we do know that God is sovereign. He is in control. And nothing happens that he doesn't know about it. And so he is in ultimate control. So I look at it this way. When Bumbling Biden got elected through you know fraud oh my god you're better those people you are an election denier <laughs> an election denier you're science denier <laughs> these people are dumbasses <laughs> they make up these words misinformation what somebody pull up a dictionary and <laughs> misinformation lord have mercy there's a bunch of men you know, when you did you ever remember watching those movies? You always wanted the good guy to win, but man, the bad guys always lied and cheated and did everything they could. But always in the end, the good guys always won. Remember, man, I miss like the A Team and TV shows like that. I like to go back and just watch stuff like that because our world ain't like that anymore. The real world's not like that. The cheaters and they just they win. They win, they lose. I mean, whatever it takes. And once they get power, they're not going to give it up. But no matter what, no matter what. So, but I look at it this way. Uh, you know, God is in ultimate control of whatever happens. He knows it. And so in Bumbling Biden, uh, when they stole the election, they got, you know, whatever. I knew, you know, God allowed that to happen. And he allowed it to happen because we are in the end days and things are moving very fast. And so, um, when Trump was elected, that was all God. That was all God because you know them, them Democrats. They, uh, they, they cheated just like they did the last one. But I think it shocked them all. Is you just the look on their faces? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I love to watch that compilation because that brings humor into my life. <laughs> They're all screaming and going crazy. Oh, just get you a cup of coffee in the morning if you're having a bad day. Just pull that thing up on YouTube and just get you a little chuckle. Anyway, um, but no. But all in all reality, folks, we do know that all things that happen, God is in control, and um, and whatever happens will happen. And our faith is in Christ. Our faith is in God. Our our faith is not in government. It's not in Republicans. It's sure the hell ain't in Democrats. <laughs> but I mean, our faith, that's not where our faith is. Our faith is in God. But, you know, we pray um, for a God-fearing Senate and a God-fearing um, governors and, and House of Representatives and President because here in the United States, because we Christians are God-fearing and we want, you know, our freedoms. You know, we want our freedom to to preach the gospel we want our freedoms to say what we want to say to say i mean you know if if your kid is transgendered or whatever we should have the right as christians to tell them hey you know there's another way there's another way you know what does the bible say we have the right um of the unborn to defend the unborn we should have the right 
uh, to to strike down Baal. You know, we as Christians need to pray and need to make our voice heard. You know, we don't have time um, to sit back idly and do another one. Trump was elected when he won by the grace of God. You know, we had time to get the word of God out. We had the time to pray and to get out and do these things. And did we? Probably not as much as we should have. But now we see evilness, evilness reign, right? Evilness is in power. And so wickedness is in power, as you can tell in the United States. I don't know whether around the world, but here, absolutely. And so now we know how that feels to be under that rule. So um, pray always. And um, from now on, you know, no matter what happens tonight, during election season, we do know that God is on the throne. And that's all that matters. So I'm going to get off of here, guys. I'm going to quit rambling uh, right now. Just one one more update. <laughs> there are 140 seats left in the House, 173 Republicans, 122 Democrats. So anyway, with that, guys, I'm getting off of here. Oh, it's done to 139. Oh, votes are coming in now. Anyway, um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, some of the uh, Republicans will we will take the house and we'll take the senate and you know anyway well we'll see in the morning i'm sure they're going to keep on counting though oh my gosh look at these 500 vans of all these ballots that we just found <laughs> oh lord help us okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna take my little smart button and get off of here anyway um guys like i say get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and uh, Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Yes. Lord God, I ask that you would bless each and every one of us today. Lord, I ask that you would bless everybody here listening um, this evening or this morning or whatever time, Lord, they may be listening to this podcast. Father God, I pray that you would use your, just use this this podcast or whatever that you can, Lord, just to bring people to, to glorify you, God. That's all I want is is people to come to you, Lord, to know you as their Lord and Savior. If there's anybody, Father, that's listening that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that today, God, today would be the day that they would cry out to you to be their Savior, to ask them, to ask you to forgive them of their sins and to ask you to be their Savior, Lord Jesus. Today is the day. Time is short, Father God. I pray, I pray that they would call out to you today. Lord God, I thank you for everything. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your love, Lord, most of all. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. It's new every morning. And Father, I just pray, God, that you would give us boldness to tell people about you, to stand for the word, the truth, Father God, to stand for your truth, the Bible. Father, please, please, Lord Jesus. Give us that boldness and protection. And ask you all these things, Father God, in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you.